Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. It is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. New year. So, time marches on, everybody. And so, now we're in 2022. I hope you had some time to optimize your portfolios, took your tax loss selling, and anything else you need to do in 2021. If not, there are things you still can do before April 15th, and we'll be talking about it off and on. So, Let's take a look. Where is your portfolio set up for the new year? Have you decided where you want to be as far as type of positions and sectors that you want to concentrate on for the new year? Because you have to think about going forward, what's going to work? Everybody likes to look backwards and say, well, that worked before, so that should work again. Well, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, depending on the changing times you're in. For instance, we have a lot of inflation. Do we invest with that in mind? I certainly do. We have uh, a a, a COVID uh, spiking um, Omicron, which seems to be very contagious, but not very deadly. I mean, pretty everybody, I know numerous people who have it, and it's very mild. It's like a really bad cold or a really mild flu for most. Now, I also have one relative who has it, who's struggling with it, trying to get over it for over, I think it's moving on to two weeks now. But he has a compromised immune system too. So that's what it is. So do we, how do we invest in that kind of environment? And and the Fed's going to said they're going to raise rates in this year, this, this year sometime later in the year. Do we change your investments based on that? Those are the kinds of things you have to think about. Okay. So, what do you do? On today's program and podcast, we'll, we'll talk about that. What do you do for the next year? What should we be doing? Now, for most of us, it may be just stay the course. So, we'll always start off the show with our mission statement, independent thing to share success. And, of course, that is our assurance to you that we will provide you with facts, you know, concerning the stocks that we, people ask about, concerning the economy, whatever whatever we tell you, we like to base our findings on facts, okay? It's tell you what's really happening. And, of course, you drive the show. You take it in the direction that you want, okay? So wherever you want to go, we'll go. As long as it's financial, we'll do that. 
So it's up to you. And how it's up to you is you call us and ask your questions. So if you call us and interact with us right now during the live streaming program, we're open 4 to 5 Pacific time, or you can leave a question anytime on our Invest Talk voice bank. Either way, the number never changes. It's always the same. Same phone number, 888-99-CHART, and we're talking 888-99-CHART, and we're talking 23 years with that number. So let's get right down to the first listener question, and this call came in earlier. Hi, everyone. Uh, Joe from Pittsburgh. Thanks, guys, for an excellent podcast. Always enjoy listening to you. Uh, calling about ticker P-O-O-L, Pool Corp. I've held them all throughout most of uh, 2021, part of 2020, up, uh, currently up about 110% and wanted to see what you guys thought on the company and, you know, looking forward into the next year. Looking forward to hearing what you think. Thanks. Well, it's a very solid company, Pool Corp, symbol P-O-O-L, pool, like swimming pool corp, operates 398 pool equipment and supply centers in North and South America and Europe, plans to open eight to 10 more. Um, It's going to make $14.89 this year. Uh, Let me rephrase that. Rephrase, rephrase. $14.89 $14.89 for 2021, and then this year, 2022, $16.38 per share. So that's a pretty good price, but when you compare it to the price of the stock, it's a $549 stock. So you're looking at a pretty hefty P.E. ratio, okay? The range is 26 to 46, so it's never been a low P.E. range. The stock has performed very well, very high return on equity, which is good, 86%. Not too much debt, good cash flow, pays six-tenths of 1% dividend. Management owns 4%, so $22 billion company. So only 4% is quite a bit. And mutual funds have been, been buyers for the last year. Every quarter, more and more mutual funds. Sales growth, up 24% in the September quarter. Of course, we're going to be moving into earnings season now that the year end is over. So you're going to have earnings season come out, and we'll see you know what their next sales growth. But their sales growth has been pretty, pretty strong for a couple of years. So that's strong sales growth, strong strong growth in earnings per share, good return in equity, results in a stock that's continually gone up. That's what happens. You give me those numbers, it'll go up. So. The stock is, the company is very strong, but uh, it's a bit pricey at this price. It's a bit pricey. And that's all I can say. You know, you, I would hold on to it, and, you know, unless you, unless it's, got, it's gotten overbalanced in your portfolio. Too heavy. My focus point today is based on a story behind the this, this, this headline, two-thirds of U.S. consumers do not expect their personal finances to improve in 2022, two-thirds don't think this year their finances are going to improve. Why? Shouldn't it? Well, we'll talk about that. There's, you know, there's some very specific reasons why they think that and not that they're valid. My trivia question today concerns a hard truth about retirement. Every investor needs to hear this. That is coming up at the halfway point of the program as it does all, every time I do the show. Okay, how did the market do today? Well, it was up. Well, not really. The Dow was up. 
The Dow is up 214 points. How about the NASDAQ? It was down 210 points. How about the S&P 500? Down three points. So the NASDAQ struggled. Tech stocks struggled. Where the fundamentally stocks, fundamental stocks, mostly, you know, we're talking about companies that are bread and butter type companies. Uh, they're talking about companies that are, uh, uh, you know, the backbone of of in- industry in America. A lot of commodity companies. They went up today. The overall market, though, was down three points. Not a, not a lot. Just seems that like it was very uh, a, uh, dynamic as far as what sectors went up and what sectors didn't. That was very interesting. So, um, I think it has things, you know, what, what, why? Well, that's hard to say. It's hard to say. You know, there's an old saying, the first trading day of the year, which was yesterday, as go the first trading day, so goes the first trading week, so goes the trading month. That's January we're talking about. Thus goes the rest of the year. So the first day was up. So now we're going to see if the first week is up. If the first week is up, then we look for the month. Is the month up for the whole month? If that's up, chances are high the rest of the year will be up. The year-end results will be positive. Okay, so just just an old saying. And old sayings tend to be based in facts. You know, that they, they don't just make these things up. So that's what we're looking at. 888-99-CHART is my number. The market, as I said, was split, you know, with the indexes. But I would have to, I would have to say more on the downside than up, but not majorly, not nothing major. Um, what I'm going to talk about for the rest of the show, I have several other topics. 2022 Consumer Tech Conference just happened. So what's the new tech going to be out for 2022? What type of technology? Talk about that. And there was a record quit rate. Quit rate, meaning people quitting their jobs. 4.5 million. What does that tell us? And I want to talk briefly about the yield curve. I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to by the time I'm dead. There's going to be a whole generation of people that know what the yield curve is because I'm going to continually talk about it over time. And I have been. So what, what, the, what is the yield curve telling us right now? And what is the yield curve? So those are things we're going to discuss, people, as you want to discuss something else. We're moving into a short break. The new year has begun. You must have a question or two. Must. On the tip of your tongue, maybe? Just spit it out. Don't be shy. Call me. 888-99-CHART. No two investors have an identical portfolio. So each investor will have different questions. I guess I'm wondering how I should kind of diversify. If the questions specific to your portfolio aren't being asked, your situation is not addressed. And I wanted your thoughts on the cannabis market. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein take Invest Talk listener questions each weekday during the program live stream in the 4 to 5 p.m. hour Pacific time. 
The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. You've got a portfolio to grow and protect, so get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Glenn in Castro Valley. How you doing, Glenn? Doing good, Steve. Hey, I just wanted to pass on to your listeners a couple really great investments that are unique right now. Okay. One is I-bonds, because you mentioned inflation. So I-bonds are paying 7.12% right now. They are a perfect emergency fund place. You can only put 10000 for each person in per year. Um, but you're not going to find much better safe stuff that's going to pay that anytime soon, right? Yes, but you probably can't buy them with that with that rate at this point because they're, they're going to be if you're buying a, a I bond in the open market, that means it's going to the 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 par value is going to be pretty high to get because you know everybody wants seven percent. So I, I wonder if everybody knows what an I bond. That's an inflation adjusted bond. It pays a base rate which is very low, and then it adds to that the inflation rate which is very high at this point. And that's what he's talking about. So, you know, if you bought the I-bond, you know, a year ago, man, you're making, you're doing great. If you try to go out and buy one today, you know, in the open market that's already out there, you're probably not going to get a return of 7%, even though that's the yield that they're paying, because you're going to have to pay more than par value. I probably just confused a bunch of people. <laughs> but Glenn, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Okay, let's pivot to a voice bank question before that came in before. Hello, would love to get your opinion on AutoZone. The ticker symbol is A-Z-O. I would like to get your opinion on evaluation and how future growth of electric vehicles will affect the stock. Thank you. Well, I can tell you that electric vehicles have much less parts, much less parts than, right, than, than internal combustion engine uh, vehicles. But there'll still be demand for AutoZone, even for electric vehicles. There's stuff that you need to have. We got windshield wipers and batteries, and well, <laughs> you got to buy a whole set of batteries. Probably get them installed by the manufacturer. It's not like changing a battery in a in a internal combustion engine. But you still have things that you could buy. Uh, but you know, right now there's a bazillion internal combustion engines out there, and there'll still be more. Operates 6,051 retail auto parts store in the U.S., Mexico, Puerto Rico, oh, so on and so forth. They're growing their sales on the most recent quarter 16%. That was the end of the quarter for them was November, November quarter for them. And they've been growing in the teens or higher for last year and a half. It's a $2,080 stock. They're going to make $117 a share next year. So the P.E., what, ratio is, what, 20 or so, yeah, something like that. 
So, uh, and that's at the higher range. It's kind of expensive at this point. Kind of expensive. You're listening to Invest Talk. Your goal of financial freedom will require information. And that's what we're all about providing information, effective strategies. So give us a call, 888 99Chart. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Gene in North Carolina. Hi, Gene. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I wanted to follow up on a prior call about I-bonds. Sure. I think there needs to be some clarification. When, when, we speak, when people call about I-bonds now, they're talking about the, the I-bond savings bonds. The savings bonds don't really have a par value or deviate from the par value like a regular bond. Okay, that is true. It's a savings so, bond. He didn't yeah, say it's a savings, savings bond. bond. It's a savings bond, but it's true that that 7.12% uh, is only good for half a year. Right. It resets. Every you six You can months. buy it between that. Sorry? Every six months it resets, yes. Right. So as of May 1st of this year, it will reset. We don't know what it will reset to until it depends on what the inflation rate is between now and then. So to 7.1, you're, so you're really only guaranteed half of 7.12 of your 10,000 if, you if you bought it and held it. For, you, held it for the, you have to hold it for an entire year. So, so it's good for 7.12% for, for half a year. That is correct. But if you wanted to sell in the open market, you wouldn't get – if you wanted to buy it in the open market, you wouldn't I, get – Yeah. You know. I don't think you – I don't think there is an open market. I think you only can sell it back even from the treasury.gov and buy it from treasury.gov. Oh, so he, we're talking about things you're buying directly from the government as you opposed to – You only can to, buy it from, yeah, treasurydirect.gov, and you can't be in a retirement account. You only can buy 10000 from them, and you only can start redeeming them after a year. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. the clarification. Thank you for the call. You got it. Bye. Appreciate it. Um, okay, let's do uh, my focus point today is based on the story behind the survey that two-thirds of U.S. consumers do not expect their personal finances to improve in 2022. Why is that? Well, mostly because of inflation. Um, the survey says, this remember, it's a survey of people, and they think that inflation, if even though they'll get raises, that inflation will eat it up so they won't really improve their situation. We know from numbers that a lot of corporations out there are giving raises to the to the to the lower income type job because they're trying to attract workers. So they've been pushing their 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 starting salaries up to about fifteen to seventeen dollars, you know. I'm talking about, you know, uh, fat food chains and, you know, warehouse stuff that's pretty easy work as far as uh, not using a lot of, uh, a lot of, just a lot of labor. And those job numbers have been going up. But if you're talking about people that are kind of in the middle income area, they don't, they don't really feel that they're going to improve very much. 
you know, COVID-19 is still a problem and maybe a, a financial problem. We don't know, but, but they're, they're more worried about inflation eating into their buying power. And that pretty much tells the story. You know, uh, of course, there's you can talk about political par- uh, partisanship and financial issues there. Uh, and the people's worried about, you know, the economy. Is it going to be strong? And I, I have to say that I think you don't need to worry about the economy in 2022, but inflation is an issue. Now, the Federal Reserve has said that inflation uh, is, is uh, was supposed to be temporary. Remember when, that, when they first came out? Then they said it's going to be fairly, you know, durable. And we have talked about it on the air here that we think it's going to be uh, it's going to be, it's probably peaked or close to a peak, but it's still going to be elevated the rest of the year. Elevated meaning our, our usual inflation uh, long term is like 3%. And for years it was under that. Now we're at what, 6.5 plus percent? We think we think it's probably peaked in that area, 6.5 to 7%, then start to creep down over the coming year, but still pretty be pretty high. Now, that, of course, there could be something coming from left field to drive it up, and that's what these people are worrying about, <laughs> that inflation, and is it going to stay with us, and how long, and, you know, I'm really, I might get a 10% raise, but inflation might eat most of that raise, so they're worried about that. So they just don't think they're going to, you know, they're not going to get ahead in 2022. That's possible. That's possible. But, boy, there is a lot of, a lot of open jobs out there. And if people are quitting and the quit rate's really high, which I'm going to talk about later, that means that, you know, people can get higher paying jobs, but can they stay ahead of inflation? I recently came across a story, um, hard truths about retirement. I wonder if I would agree with the author. Okay, so as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name or guess three or four of the so-called hard truths about retirement? After the break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage your investment questions, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life 
that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E dot com hacker one dot com have you heard about riskalyze it's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online steve peasley and justin klein will also get a copy of your responses they can use the riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHARGE, our number, everybody. Love to talk to you. Before the break, uh, I had a trivia question. So, can you name or guess three or four of the so-called hard truths about retirement? And these are things that you, that happens or comes to you or just are, are, are part of the retirement game that you're going to be in. One of them that most people don't understand is that Medicare is not free. You have to pay for that. Many people think it's free. It's not. It's not expensive. And usually they take the, the premium, not usually, they will take the premium out of your Social Security check if you're collecting Social Security. Otherwise, if you're not collecting Social Security, but on Medicare, which you can be, uh, you have to pay the premium. Another one, Social Security is it won't stretch very far. Millions of Americans rely on Social Security as the cornerstone of their retirement. But, you know, Social Security benefits beneficiaries, 37% of men, 42% of women, receive 50% or more of their income from Social Security. Well, what other, but what about the rest? You have to have something else. Number three, you will wish you have saved more. That is just going to be true. Once you stop working, right, you're not going to be able to save any more money. So you have money that you're going to have to live on. And you're going to live, you can retire 65. You're going to live into your late 70s or older. Okay? Number four, housing will still be a big expense. Most people will not be able to pay off their mortgage. If you paid off your mortgage, you still will have expenses out. You got property tax, you have upkeep, water, electric, gas, whatever it is. You you know, you're still going to have expenses. So don't think that you know they just disappear completely. It won't. It would be nice if you pay off the mortgage so you don't have it in retirement. That's 
a goal I've been pounding on for years now. And number five, divorce will put a serious threat to your financial stability. Oh, just remember that. Those are the things that you got to worry about. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. You can call me anytime. There was a consumer tech conference, 2022 consumer tech conference. Happens every year. This one was kind of a minimalist type of concert because of COVID sickness, and some people stayed out, some corporations stayed out or did it, or did it with, uh, you know, video conferencing kind of thing instead of in person. But some of the things that they talked about that are going to be coming out this year. Um, of course, you know there is a race going on for electric vehicles. Well, this year you're going to see a lot more. GM is coming out with a truck that they say will go 400 miles range. Ford and Tesla will come out with trucks as well for this year. Okay. Uh, on the television front, there will be new 8K television sets. Remember 4K? Now it's going to be 8K. problem with 8K is it probably won't be used and you won't want to use it because nothing's televised in 8K or you won't get things in 8K. What does 8K really do for you? Okay. Is it really needed? How how, you know, I thought 4K was already already as good as you can see. A human being could see using their eyes. Don't know about that. And I know you've probably seen the third item they talked about, the metaverse. And F, NF, NFTs, I guess, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, are going to be big items this year. Metaverse and NFTs. Non-fungible tokens. I had to look that up last year when they first that term first came out. I said, what the heck is a non-fungible tokens? And even after I looked it up, I said, really? That's worth something? And it's, it's an interesting concept, just like the metaverse, if you've never heard of that. So those are the things that they talked about, some of the things they talked about that will be a bigger item in 2022. Okay, let's go to Edgar in San Diego. Edgar. Hi, Steve. Thank you for the call. Uh, oh, sure. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm looking at uh, WMB, and I was wondering, I'm looking for entry point, and what do you think about their dividend? Okay. This is uh, Williams Companies, uh, engaged in gathering, processing, storage, fractionation and transportation of natural gas in the United States. Well, I kind of like that area because I think natural gas is going to be very important for the next few years going forward. And I kind of like it. It's done well already for this last year. little volatile, little volatile. I think it's at a pretty decent price right now, uh, Williams Company. Uh, they are going to make $1.30 next year. It's a $26 stock. Okay, so uh, they have a P history that's pretty wide from eight, a low of eight to a high as 55. And right now with a $26 stock, you're looking at a P of what, 22 or so? So going to make a dollar thirty next year, so you can do the math. They're paying a 6.1% dividend, and that's pretty, that's a strong dividend. And they have a pretty high cash flow of $2.56. So I think they can keep up that dividend. I think it's very doable. 
if we're looking at prowls, they have a little more debt than I'm comfortable with. But their sales growth is pretty strong in the last three quarters. So I kind of like it. I think it's a good good thing to own. I, I kind of like it here. Because I think the dividends is durable. They're going to get that dividend. And it has some upside potential. That's what I think. Edgar, appreciate the call. Good, good stock. I like it. WMB, everybody. 888.99 chart. Okay. Um, you know we've started the new year. So I think it's worth taking a minute or two uh, to talk about the benefits of our firm, Klein Pavlis Peasley. Justin Klein and myself, Steve Peasley, own the firm. Uh, we are based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County in Southern California. That's between L.A. County and San Diego County. Okay? And we're, we're kind of in the South Orange County, closer to San Diego County. We call it, you know, here we call it, well, you're in South County. Okay? Um... You know, we, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and share success. And how we implement that, one way is we do it with parallel investing, where we buy the same things for ourselves as our clients. So we put ourselves on the line. If we, you know, that we have like five different programs from very non-risky to pretty darn risky. And you will pick one of these programs that you want and we'll buy you the same stocks I own in that program and everybody else owns in that particular program. It might take a little while to get you invested, but we'll get you there. So that we all, in each individual program, we all perform eventually the same. That's the goal. Okay, so we put our money where our mouth is. That's the whole point. Okay, so if you want to take a look at your portfolio, we'll be happy to do that. No charge, no obligation. We'll be happy to help you in any way we can. Um, and so just you're going to have to just contact us, send us an email, Get in touch with us. Go to investtalk.com. Hit contact us. You can easily contact us. You can call our offices, and we'll be happy to start the process of looking at your portfolio and giving you, giving you our opinion. You do not have to become a client. We'll still talk to you. Okay? Because we like to help people. It's okay. I like doing it. Next up, we will go to Invest Talk Voice Bank. But remember, the phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to Invest Talk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free Invest Talk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24 7. Don't forget to call Invest Talk. 88899 chart. Hi, Stephen. Uh, Justin, this is Dan from uh, Wisconsin. I have a question for you regarding uh, Sonos. Uh, it's a like consumer electronics company. Ticker is S O N O. I see it was uh, given a strong uh, rating from uh, one of the agencies, and uh, I'm looking at the chart, and that it dropped way down. It looks like it's supposed to be up next year again. It's the range uh, for next year looks like they're up. 
and everything else looks pretty good, except for I think that this past year they had a really bad quarter or two. It looks like things are turning around. It's got good fit on return on equity. Uh, I'm just wondering what you guys think about it. It's way down right now, and it's a very good value uh, opportunity, I believe. So please uh, let me know about that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, this is Sonos, S-O-N-O-S, Inc., symbol S-O-N-O, divines, develops, manufactures, and sells multi-room audio products for private residences. It's a $3.8 billion company, so it's pretty decent size. Uh, they've made money the last three years. Before that, they always lost money. But last three years, they made money. 2021, they made $1.13 a share. 2022, they're estimated to make $1.30. Three, and we already have estimates for next year, 2023, at $1.65. It's a $29.91 stock. So it's a $30 stock. Okay, so that means they're, what, 27 PE, and the range is 22 to 347. Turn is very good at 37%, so it's a pretty decent value. Sales growth in the most recent quarter, September quarter, was only 6%. Before that was 52. Before that was 90 so before that was 15, before that was 16. So it's a pretty decent stock, and the price seems to be found support right around the $28, $29 area. Um, I probably wait till it broke up a little bit because uh, it seems to be going sideways now. I, I want to see some strength come into it. And you know, it's, of course, attached to the housing market and therefore attached to the economic cycle. So you just got to be aware of that, okay? They don't won't do good in a recession or a weak economy. They'll do very good in a strong economy. And housing, I think, and I've said this on the air before, I think it's going to be a decent housing market in next year. It's just not going to be like it was. It's But it'll be okay. Okay, so not, not a bad pick. <laughs> when people take the time to leave an InvestTalk podcast review on iTunes, We'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their question quickly. So here is a a question from the iTunes reviews from Brian in Laguna. I have been buying positions in RYLD. So let's look at RYLD. And that's that's a three times Russell ETF. It's an ETF that's 300% leveraged to the Russell 2000. Okay. The Russell 2000 Buy Right Index. So I've been buying RYLD lately and using the monthly dividends from this covered call ETF as a passive way to fund my daughter's 529 on a monthly basis. I'm hoping to buy enough position in RYLD to get at least 200 shares a month, $200 a month, so that I can transfer those dividends in perpetuity into the 529. What are the pros and cons? Well, the con is it's a leveraged fund, and you, you know, it's 300%. So if the market goes down, this will fall like a stone, right? It's going to fall very hard because it'll 300 times, three times faster than the Russell 2000. The other upside is it will go up 300, three, three times the Russell 2000. Right now, it's paying a yield of 12.1%. So I'm 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 curious as where that yield is uh, coming from, but it says it's uh, you know it's it's I, I'd have to I'm gonna have to take a look at it. It's, it's some kind of how it derives at that twelve percent, and it might be as she said some kind of covered call strategy that I don't know anything about. 
but I, don't, I can't really tell you if it's durable. This thing hasn't been around long enough to really know how long is, that yield has been. Uh, it has never it been above uh, 26, and it's, it's at 2453, and it got as low as 14 during the COVID fall. Okay, so it went from 26 down to 14 during that period. So you, that's your that's your problem is the volatility. That's what you have to live with. So just 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 remind yourself that's the way it's designed. Okay, another one um, uh, about a Roth 401k all- allocation. I was just reviewing my Roth 401k for the year, and as of right now, it's allocated toward aggressive growth mutual funds index. For the past year and a half, I put around 25000 into it and tend to be a passive investor. That being said, do you guys think I should go towards a more value-balanced allocation for 2022-2023 with all the uncertainty or stay with the, stay the course I'm 26 years old. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the age. Uh, you know, I think you could stay the course. I mean, I think I like value investing as part of an overall balanced portfolio. But if you want to stay aggressive, you are aggressive and you can stay that way because you're 26. You can stay there. Just live through the downturns. You'll be fine. You'll be just fine. Okay. 888 chart. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. So the work will continue after this break. So get your questions in, 888-992-4278. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. The 24-hour listener line never closes, so don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Dave from Cleveland. Thanks for taking my call. I was looking at a stock, Royal Dutch Shell, symbols RDS slash A. I'm looking for like a long-term play. It's a large cap company, energy company. There's A shares, B shares. Does it really matter? It's the same price. Is there a difference between the A and B? Your thoughts on this stock? Thank you. I've been looking forward to your answer. Okay, A shares and B shares of a of a stock for Royal Dutch Shell A shares or B shares. It really does not make a difference because what the A and B designate usually. You got to read the course what it says, but usually. They designate different uh, different uh, uh, share rights. In other words, the A shares may have a voting right for any decisions by the corporations where B shares may not have any voting rights. Remember, you own a company. You have the right to boot out the CEO. You have a right to change the board of directors when they have their annual meeting. You can vote your shares. But if you have uh, a company that has different kinds of shares, which is kind of unusual uh usually the b shares are don't have voting rights but you have to look them up it's not something that is you know just generally known everything it's all specific to that company but that's all that means they still sell at the same price or the same company it's just different different classes of shares that's all okay good question though rdsa royal dutch shell 
Uh, it is a, a big oil company, $183 billion, based in the Netherlands, um, uh, engaged in refinery of crude and natural gas. And they pay a 3% dividend. So it's a decent company. And it's big. Okay, of course, everybody hates oil because, you know, it pollutes the air. But the world still runs on oil products. And it will for decades. 888-99-SHART. That's the number you can call right now. I'd love to talk to you. Um, there's been a, there was a record of 4.5 million people who quit. The quit rate is called. Uh, and that is a record number. Record, record. That's the highest it's ever been. Okay. Uh, that's up 3% from last month, by the way. So, this does include laid-off people. That was 1.37 million or, or, uh, or uh, you know, it does, and it, 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 only those people who quit their job, didn't get laid off or fired or anything, those people are the people who quit their job because usually, the majority of them, have a better job lined up. More money, more that. So the higher the quit rate, the theory is the better the job market is. Because people are confident about getting another job, a better job, usually. Okay, we're not talking about unemployment rate. We're talking about the quit rate, people quitting and getting another job. So I thought that was an interesting number. A record number, everybody. Record. That's what you really got to think about. Yield curve. That's where the, we're talking about the federal, uh, the, we're talking about the treasury yield between the two-year treasury and the 10-year tr- treasury. And they have a yield curve between the two. Usually you get more yield on the 10-year than the two-year. Whenever that yield, could, in, yield curve inverts, meaning more yield on the two-year than the 10, a recession will follow. How soon, how far down the road, we don't know. But 100% of the time, whenever there's been an inversion of the yield curve, a recession has followed. So now, where is it now? Well, the normal yield curve is now squeezing. Either the two-year Treasury yield is going up or the 10-year is coming down or a combination of both. And that is your first inkling of, of it. Will it eventually invert? Doesn't have to be, doesn't mean it's going to. It just means that it's squeezing and something to watch. You need to watch for it. Make sure it stays in a normal yield curve. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Best Out program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. You can get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate that. We really do. And you can leave a brief question if you want there while you're doing it. That's fine. We'll answer it quickly. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Enjoy your evening. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. 
Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 